welcome. Thank you for joining us here at ICGC Caris Temple Podcast. Pastor Prince Nyako is the head pastor of ICGC Caris Temple, serving under the leadership of Dr. Mentor Otabel. Pastor Prince is a dynamic preacher of God's unadulterated word, characterized with a strong prophetic insight and prayer ministry. He is a strong advocate for discipline and order in the body of Christ, with messages centered on fasting, holiness, prayer, and integrity. And now, to today's message. As I started in the month of July, I'm preparing you for what God wants you to become and what God wants you to do and what God wants you to achieve. And uh, we have been looking at certain subjects as church workers, which is not directly a typical church worker workshop message. But this morning, I want to share on a very important subject I've titled Building a Successful Life. Building a Successful Life. The theme alone brings to your understanding a sense of responsibility. The theme alone shows us that we have a responsibility to see a successful life. Many of us wish we become successful. Many of us crave for success. Many of us have pictures of a successful life, of a successful career, of a successful marriage, of a successful future. But many of us are not committed to that dream. Many of us are sleeping and waking up and thinking that the weather is building a successful life for us. Are thinking that the days are passing and the, a successful life is automatically being made for us in Christ Jesus. No. You must take up that intentional, deliberate pursuit to build a successful life. I'm going to focus on two subjects. Decisions and commitment. Decisions and commitment. You become a failure or you become a success by these two. What you decide on will determine whether you become a failure or whether you become a success. And what you commit to will decide whether you become a failure or whether you become what? A success. So we are going to start with decisions. Decisions. When we say a decision, what is a decision? A decision is taking a stand with one opinion out of many other opinions. A decision is taking a stand with one opinion or one way out of many ways or with one option out of many options. So if you are going to marry, you are going to have many options. Or amongst your friends who are the opposite sex, you are going to have many options. But you have to take a decision to say, I want Adwa Fowa or I want Kofi Mensa. You take a stand with one of the options you have. So you see that there is the need for you to know what you are choosing. Becoming a Christian does not make you an automatic good chooser. That is what has plagued the church. People think that as you give your life to Christ, everything you are going to do is going to fall in the will of God. Are you following me? Becoming successful in life will demand a decisive mind. A mind that has decided to be fruitful. 
A mind that has decided to succeed. A mind that has decided to fulfill all the plans of God concerning his life. You have to have a decisive mind to be a Christian. To be a church member. To be a friend to someone. To be a spouse to someone. To be a, a, a partner of something, you must have a decisive mind. I'm yet to see a successful man who did not have a decisive mind. mind. Many people don't have decisive minds. So they are never committed to anything. They are never faithful to anything. They are not loyal to anything because they are not decisive. I'm coming. Nothing comes out of a man who is not committed to what he believes. To decide means I commit myself to what I believe. So you were paying tithe only for you to chance on a certain message on Facebook and all of a sudden you stop paying tithe. You are not committed to what you believe in. Are you following me? Every achievement in life begins with a decision. Every single achievement in life, anything you want to achieve in life, it must begin with a decision. It must begin with a decision. Have you made a decision to be fruitful? Or you are just going through the year making the declarations, making it as a slogan. Our year of fruitfulness. Our, have you made a decision that I must be fruitful? Because you are appointed to be fruitful. You are anointed to be fruitful. You are chosen to be fruitful. So when you are chosen, it's like, it's like you are elected as the president of Ghana. You must decide that you will act and succeed as a president. You have been married as a wife. You have been appointed. You have been mandated. You have been legally joined together to a man. But you must decide that you will truly be a wife. God has appointed us. God has anointed us. God has chosen to us. God has purposed us to be fruitful. Have you taken that decision? Have, have you taken a decisive stand that truly I will be fruitful? Failing to take a decision is actually deciding to fail as they say. Yeah. Failing to take a decision is actually what? Deciding to fail. Choice and not chance decides a man's destiny. Choice. Choice and not chance decides a man's destiny. So whether your life will go on the highway or whether your life will go into the valley or whether your life will be mounted on the mountain top, it is the choices you make. I am preparing a sermon, 20 choices champions make. And I'll be teaching it surely in August or so. So whether you find yourself in the valley or on top of the mountain, many days, many months, many years from today, is based on the choices you make and not the chances. Because you can have chances and never make a choice. Decisions make the color of a man's life beautiful or ugly. Yes. The decisions you take, your routine decisions, the choices you make, if you make decisions, to become fruitful, no power of hell can stop you. 
make a decision to pursue fruitfulness. Because that is what you were ordained for. At the point the first prayer God made over your life is for you to be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. That was the first prophecy. That was the first blessing God placed on you. In Genesis chapter 1, let's say 28. So if you are failing to take good decisions, good works will not come out of your life. A choice to be lazy is a choice you make. A choice to be diligent is your own decision. A choice to be obedient is your own decision. A choice to be disobedient, you can't say that the devil is not me, it's, it's you. you. You knew the plan. You knew it. But in Africa, we easily lay blame on people. So if even we do something, we want to blame it on someone. So many believers are irresponsible. They don't want to take decisions on their own. So they come and trap the pastor. Pastor, should I eat fufu or banco and tilapia? <laughs> so the pastor said, oh, eat banco and tilapia. Then when the bone chooks her or him and he's dying, he said, before I die, I want to say one last thing. I didn't choose to eat banco and tilapia. It was the pastor that told me. Lay blame. That's why I told you I'm in my office. If you bring a good to marry, we'll marry you. The decisions you make will determine the outcome of your life. Too many Christians walk through life not knowing what they want. They come to church not knowing what they want. As a church worker, you must know why you are an usher. You must know why you are a chorister. You must know why you decided not to be just a member, but you chose to be a worker. You must know why you said, I belong to ICGC Caris Temple. Don't walk through life not knowing what you want, not knowing what you're pursuing, not knowing what you are targeting. Know what you are targeting as you walk in life. That is when you can begin to see the fruits of your labor. And so many of us are working in church not knowing what we want in life. Not knowing what we are pursuing. Not knowing nothing. So whatever life brings to us. So when they ask you, how is life? We are managing. You are not supposed to be managing. You are pursuing. You are achieving. You are gaining grounds. There is a time in a man's life he must of necessity take a decision on which course he is going else life will take a decision for him. You can be playing around, playing around, jumping here and there, doing TikTok or whatever, just being have, having fun. But a time in your life, there is a season in your life that you need to take a decision which course you are taking in life. Which course you are taking in life. Else life will take that course for you. And that course will not bring success. Make decisions that will yield a successful life. A successful life is the harvest of many activities over time. Yes. A successful life is, a, is the harvest of many activities, routine activities over time. I don't want church workers who, look, who want to look like failures. I don't want you to end up a failure as an usher as an intercessor, as a church worker, as a chorister, as a protocol, as a media. A time comes in your life. Paul said, when I was a child, I talked like a child. 
I thought like a child. But when I became a man, there is a season in your life you must take a deliberate decision to move away of certain things or move from certain things and move towards certain things. Yes. Cain and Abel, one was a farmer, one was a shepherd. At a point in your life, you must take a certain decision. Is somebody hearing me? Decide to do something now to make your life a better picture. Yes. The choice is yours and not with your grandmother. So stop blaming your grandmother. The choice is yours and not with your auntie. If you fail to choose today, life will choose for you tomorrow. Take a decision and direct your willpower under the influence of the Holy Spirit into that decision. Yes. If you have the will to succeed, you are actually halfway gone. The will to succeed. The will to be fruitful. The will to achieve. That is the nature God wants to see manifest in our lives. When God committed the Garden of Eden into the hands of Adam, Adam did not complain. It means that in a man, God has put a certain capacity in every man to be able to achieve tasks, assignments, duties. If you don't respond to duty calls, if you don't respond to uh, 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 responsibilities, if you don't take a decision, I don't like people who are not ambitious. I don't like people who are, who are just laid back. They are pursuing nothing. They are very comfortable. They are not sweating. You must be sweating. In order that one day your sweat will be wiped away. Instead of you living actively, you are resting in peace. What's our life? <laughs> you must be living prosperously, actively. You must be bearing fruits. Stop resting in peace when you must be working hard, diligent, and faithfully. You cannot be successful. You cannot be fruitful. You see, the tree is positioned. It's positioned. It's not moving. It's positioned. And something must be happening to the tree. The roots must be going deeper and deeper and deeper. How can you be 35 years and not be able to take decisions for yourself? There are some couples, when they are even talking at home, the husband will say, I want to go and ask my mother and come. He's a boy, not a man. So the tree position will just grow deep and deep and as it grows deep, it's making nutrients available for the branches to be, be, bear green leaves. And as long as the green leaves are up, you are sure that the fruit, so over time, over time, your decisions will be revealed over time. The outcome of the decisions you make will be revealed over time. One time I, I was fasting and I went to take some mangoes. I think I broke with some mangoes and I started having reactions on my face with a lot of pimples. I didn't know where it was coming from. So I went to a shop and the woman said, oh, this one, it will go, it will go, it's nothing. Buy this cream. I didn't, and she said, oh, when you use it, it will go. It will go. Like your, 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 I, I didn't believe what she said. Because the thing comes and goes because I've eaten something. And over time, I could see. As I used it diligently. Sometimes, when you are taking a decision, you think that it is just a choice. But over time, you will see the results 
of that decision. Don't be carelessly taking decisions because it will make your life. It will make your life. When we commit to good causes, God also moves in that direction on our behalf. When we commit to good causes, what are you committed to? What decision have you taken? We kept saying from January 1, fruitfulness, today is what? What July? Is it 19th or 20th? 18th. 18th. You are sure? Okay, next week is 25th, I remember. So, 18th. So, we are 18th July. The decisions you started making in January 1 must be telling on you some way, somehow. Must be showing in your routines what decisions are you taking. The Bible said one time Noah was somewhere and God came to him and said, I want you to build me an ark. God did not go to anyone. Amongst the men who were in that community, amongst the carpenters, amongst the contractors, God came to Noah. Because he found favor. Because he did not go the way of the people. Your decisions today will color your destiny. Yes. And listen to me, there is a time to decide. There is a season to decide. There's a period you've got to decide that I don't want to be boyish again. I don't want to be girlish again. I want to go the way of men. Are you here with me? There is a difference between interest and commitment. There is a difference between interest and commitment. Now, listen to the difference. When you are interested in doing something, you only do it conveniently. So you, you do it when it will not stress you. But visions will stress you. Hmm. Commitments will stress you. Decisions will put pressure on you. But interest is like, you are interested. So when it begins to discomfort you, you can disconnect. Commitment, however, if you are committed to something, you accept no excuse except results. So until you see the results you desire, you don't stop. Don't get married to a man who is interested in me. Pastor, the guy has shown an interest in me. It's not enough. You can be interested in a lot of things. I'm interested in Manchester. I'm interested in Real Madrid. I'm interested in AC Milan. I'm interested in Accra Sofuk, but I'm committed to Accra Sofuk. Hmm. Are you here? To be interested in something is not the same as to be committed to something. And it is when a man gets committed to his beliefs. That is what Esther said. If I perish, I perish. I see many Christians and many young Christians who don't show any commitment to their new life in Christ. They are not enthusiastic about their... They are not ready to unpack their inheritance in Christ. They are going the way of the world. They are going the way of others. You must be interested in what God has packaged for you in life. If you have to be fruitful. If you get interested, you will see that you get committed... And you see that a lot of demand will come on you and the grace of God. You will say that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But you are doing nothing. You just keep confessing. 
You just like confessing it. But what are you doing that can break a man that is not breaking you? For us to see that the grace of God is at work. If you are at ease in Zion, the blessings of God will be locked over your life. Yes. Am I, am I teaching you? Failures don't lack abilities. They lack commitment. Yeah. When you see a failure, it's not because he didn't have ability or what we call grace. That this man, that what he's doing there, it is grace. So if you don't have that grace, you don't go feed to. No. He had it. You know the Bible says you can frustrate grace. So a successful man, therefore, also is not a man who had abilities. No. It's a man who knew what to commit to what. Yes. What to commit to what. So stop blaming. Eh? This one is making it because he had the grace. Which grace? You also have it. The same grace that saved you is the same grace that can empower you to do the things that God has called you to do. The difference between a failure and a successful man is that that man who is called a success knew how to commit his abilities to what he has been called for. Don't fail. You would have wasted heaven's resources. Are you following me? You must know what you want and what you expect in life. It will determine what you invest and where you invest. You must know what you want and what you expect. It will determine what you invest and where you invest. What are you looking for in life? What are you expecting in life? Many of us are just there. Anything that comes. Anything, Pastor, anything. No. God does not deal with that. When he came to Abraham, he didn't say, if you like, leave your father's house. He said, leave. Leave your father's house. Take a decision and leave. Or take a decision to stay. It is a, if you like. If you like, stay. He said, no, leave. To a land, I will show you. Not you will find, but I will show you. So you need to take a decision as a church worker, as a Christian, as a husband, as a wife. As a student, why are you in the school? You went to take pictures. Abby? You went to make friends. Or you went to marry. You went for certificate. So every decision you will take must be targeted that at the end of the day, I'm coming out with this certificate with this kind of level. It will determine your activities. You will achieve nothing if you don't know what you're expecting in life. Yes. To build a successful life is not just declaring I'll be successful. It's good to declare. When you declare, you shine, the, the, you shine your path. That means that you make your way clearer. But if you make your way clearer and you are still sitting at one place thinking that you have made your way clearer, what will you be doing? Am I teaching you? I'm provoking you in these 40 days of power. As you fast, you feed. As you fast, you feed. By the end of the fast, you'll be ready to move, to achieve. What use is fasting when you finish and you are sitting down? Fasting must empower you to pursue with ease the destiny God has given to you. So when you go on the mountain, you must by all means come down on the earth to work. Joshua chapter 24 verse 15. Quickly. 
The Bible said, and if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose. Somebody say choose. Oh, somebody say choose. Choose you this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Choose. The gods, choose between three. The gods of your fathers. The gods of where you are. Or the God who delivered you. Choose. Which path you want to go. Don't have a decision for tomorrow that needs to be made today. There are decisions you have to make today. Stop waiting to take it tomorrow. That can bring the spirit of delay in your manifestation. And that can kill a vision actually. God appears to Joseph, the foster father of Jesus, and said, take the baby to Egypt. The next day, the man was on his way to Egypt. If he had waited, if he had waited, the baby Jesus could have been killed. A decision to be taken today must not be procrastinated into tomorrow. What destroys a man's life or blesses a man is what he sees and what he chooses in life. Yes. What destroys a man's life or blesses a man's life is what he sees and what he chooses in life. Take a decision to make a certain path in life. The next point I was dealing with is commitment. Commitment. If you concentrate too much on your past, you will repeat your past. If you concentrate too much on your past, I wish everybody is listening to this. Because of the nature of Sunday services, I didn't deem like I should teach this on Sunday. But church workers should hear this. The group of people who bring so much glory to the church or to Christ when they succeed are the church workers. Because it's the church workers that people know to go to a certain church. So wherever you are, people know ICGC because of you. People know people, your church, you represent your church. So when you begin to succeed, it brings glory to the Lord Jesus Christ. It is time to stop looking at where we have been as a church, as individuals, as a man, as a woman. Stop looking at where you have been and start looking at where you must be. Stop looking at where you have been and start looking at where you must be. After 40 days of power, take advantage of the power you have drank. And determine to be where you must be. Look forward and not backwards if you want to end up a success. Lord wife comes to my mind. Let no man look back. Let no man look back. Let no man look back. The woman turns back. Becomes a pillar of salt. End of life. Look forward. Look forward. And be determined to get to where you must be. Forget where you came from. Forget where you have been. And start looking at where you must be. Philippians chapter 3. Verse 13 to 14. He said, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do. Say one thing I do. Say one thing I do. Let it be part of your life. You don't repeat your past in your memory. 
You don't rehearse your past in your memory. I'm moving forward. No matter my scars. Scars, there's a song I wish the choir would sing one day, but I don't know how to sing it. But one of the lines is that I have scars, but it is the only way we take lessons from life. I will, I will look for it and give it. Yeah. Scars are for lessons. They are not for identity. So every scar you have in your life, pick the lessons and move forward because there is no general without a scar. There is no old, long-living wood without a scar on the backs. You have only one scar and you are stuck. You are not hungry enough. One thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching out onto those things which are before. Verse 14. I press towards. Say I press towards. Are you pressing? Are you pressing enough? I press towards. It talks... It, it indicates an intentional push in life. Some of you are not pushing. You are too slow. You are lethargic. The law of inertia has held you down. But after 40 days of power, may you receive the energy, the grace, the anointing to push forward in life. He said, I press towards. This is the apostle of grace talking. You know. I, 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 I press. I make deliberate efforts. You want to own a land. You are just declaring, declaring. What have you, what steps have you taken? You want to build. You are just declaring. I'm building my house. What commitment I press towards. You want to be a strong Christian? What, what pressing have you done? I press toward the mark of the price of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Somebody say hallelujah. You will make more mistakes in life if you keep focusing in your past. If you keep focusing on your past, you will keep making more and more mistakes. Everybody has a past. Every successful person has a past. When you see the king of glory in his glory and at the mention of his name, every knee must bow. He's a man that another man has slapped before. He's a man that has been accused of being a criminal before. He's a man that was born not in the hospital but in the manger of animals. Where animals ate, that was where he laid. But his past was not enough to stop him from gaining a name that is above every other name. Your past must not be the reason why you failed. We like saying mobo mobo stories so that people say, oh, oh, and no, that is why we are failing. We want testimonies that this guy came from this place and God has helped him. And like David said, by my God, I leap over the wall. And by my God, I run. So by my God, one. Number two, I leap. By my God, two, I run. I pray. I pray that God, you will not be waiting for God to leap over walls for you. Because God is also waiting for you to leap over the wall so that the glory will come to him. God is waiting for us to run through the truth so that the glory will come to him. They'll say, ah, this one is a child of God. This one is only God that can do this. Charismatics have equated prayer and anointing for everything. In the disguise of laziness, one of the group of lazy people I've met are the spiritual, so-called spiritual people. Yeah. 
May you not fall in that trap. May you press on. May you press on. May you get committed to a vision and press on. Why should you press on? Because there will be opposition. And today, in my short preaching and prayer, we will look at certain things. Today we'll pray. Thank God you are in t-shirts. It's good. And simple dresses. We will pray till something enters your life and enters the building. We will cry to the son of David for his mercy. Can I hear a big amen? You will still have a black and white future if you are still concentrated on the colored pictures of your past. Yes. If the most interesting thing that happens to you are the memories of the colored pictures of your past, you will have a black and white future. The man who was today lamenting yesterday <laughs> is the same man who waste tomorrow for today. Yes. Every day presents an opportunity to rewrite history in your life. So if you invest, it's like running an investment. You have your account. You are supposed to be paying 150 Ghana every month. You decide not to pay for seven months. It's not a problem of the bank. It's you that at the end of the day, your benefits will be diminished. And that is why many, practically, many Ghanaians don't invest. <laughs> we pay as we go. <laughs> we don't invest. How many of you have investment accounts? Okay. How many are consistently contributing? Okay, that is nice. Don't go and chop it. It drew baby. Oh, my father is dead. So, Olivia, you are can don't go and touch it. We will bury him. You will go. Your, your investment will be there. Sometimes the devil will time you. The time you have lost a beloved, then your, your company is paying you some benefits. Before I realize the funeral swallowed all the money. Then what must be done? Is not, you see, you must know what you want in life and get committed to what you want in life. Dump the good old days today. Dump it. Stop saying good old days. Good old days. The good old days. Church, stop saying, oh, before COVID. Oh, Charlie. Charlie, before COVID, Charlie, Charlie. Dump it. It's gone. It's gone and it's gone. We are in another era. And in that same era, remember the scripture, and Isaac sowed in that same year and he reaped. God is not limited in seasons. Write it down. The God that we serve, he is not limited in seasons. He is not limited in dispensations. He is the same yesterday. He is the same today and he is the same tomorrow. So they say what God cannot do does not what? Doesn't. That means he can do everything. That's the meaning. He can't do it. Let's believe him. And when we believe him, let's commit to what we have believed. Why have you stopped paying tight? You don't believe that tight can open the window. The same people who were saying don't pay tight and pastors who take tight, they are now preaching. The pastors who pay tight are thieves. They are now preaching that, oh, pay the tight, but increase the tight because you are in the New Testament. <laughs> Why are you not praying? Why are you not fasting? You don't believe. You, don't, you are not committed to what you believe. Yes. You must see a man committed to a vision and watch the vision make the man. Yes. 
40 days of power. Today is what day number what, 23 or what? 23. Some of us have done only four days, five days. A deacon can fish. It's like we, we are not just in the move. Because we don't believe that it's not about how, my, how many times you pray. And I don't know who started saying these things in church. It's not about how long you pray. Really? It's, it, it is for. Yeah. It's not about praying. I mean, it, it's, not, it's not praying long prayers. Whoever started did not do anything good to the church. So now, now it is not, so it is good not to pray for seven days. That statement has made some of you not to even kneel down in seven days. You've not knelt down before the Lord to pray. Because academically, you have it on your mouth that it is not how long you pray. You have said it now subconsciously. Your soul does not even want to kneel down to pray. You cannot be wiser than the Bible. When Jesus came back, he was in Gethsemane, he came back and saw the people. He said, you couldn't tarry with me for even one hour. That means the one hour is shower yes with him. One hour. One hour prayer. You when you do one hour prayer, you want to become prophet Elijah. Jesus said, you couldn't. Just one hour. Yeah. Jesus went into fasting and prayer for 40 days. If long, should the son of God pray for 40 and fast for 40 days before his ministry could start? If he did it, then the act of long prayers is not a function of lack of faith. Long prayers. Your Christian life would have been stronger. It would be stronger if you pray for long. Two hours. One day, I was, yesterday I met a guy, a pastor, a young pastor, and he was telling me what another young pastor told him. He said the young pastor told him that he came to visit me some time ago in my house. So he was going to visit, come to visit his big brother. So when the guy came, and I remember the story very well. I remember the guy came, we're chatting, chatting. And I said, oh, there's some food, though. But before we, we eat, I want us to pray. Then I said, lift up your voice and begin to pray. Three hours, I didn't mind him. We were praying. And I intentionally turned my back to him. So that he, he will know that I'm not concentrating on him. So, so that I'm just looking, I'm traveling. Three hours. No topic. When we finish, I say, oh, can we eat? He say, he's okay. He's satisfied. <laughs> if, you le- if you were praying for long hours, your Christian life would have been better, stronger, firmer. I've said, it's not about how you pray. It's not about how long you pray. Now, you don't even pray for five minutes in one week. Commitment, decisions. Commitment, decisions. Commitment. And it will show over time. That is how it is. It's like pregnancy. When you get pregnant today, you won't see. You will see, you'll be happy, you'll be happy. There's nothing wrong going on in your body. You're excited. There are three months. Three months, four months. That sickness, no paracetamol stops it. You will be sick like that after the baby comes out. I'm ending. The future of a man carries more joy and fulfillment than his past. The future, your future. Carry small joy. You have not seen anything yet. It's too beautiful. It's too wonderful. Church, carry temple. Our tomorrow is more beautiful. It's too much for us to forfeit it. Your life, your future can your 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 the size of your past cannot stand that of your future. 
is beautiful. I told somebody yesterday and I put it on Facebook. There is a picture of your life eh, that is yet to be seen. Yeah. There is a picture that is yet to be seen. The picture you have today compared to 10 years ago, you were not nice. You were not nice. Abigail, you were not. You were, when you look at yourself, you were without form. It is there. The dress you wore was like a blanket. But you thought at that time. Yeah. But today you look at yourself. You say, so there is another picture of you. You must take hold of that camera and take it to show your generation. Yes. Stop. Stop becoming. We have not done anything as a church. We have not. 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 If Bill Gates was investing and he had $1,000 in his account. And at that time he felt he has arrived. Can you compare with the wealth he has now? He's now even the fourth richest man in the world. Not even the richest man. He has over $78 billion in his account. Compared with $1,000. Some of you, if you were having $1,000 in your account... We cannot greet you. Yeah. But there is more. There is more in the Lord. Let's draw from the well of salvation. Let's draw from the well of the righteousness of the Lord. Let's draw from the well of the kingdom of God. Be Take a decision and commit to it. God will make you. Say, you will remember the Lord your God. For it is he that does what? Give thee power to make what? Wealth. Am I talking to people? Believe that the best of your life is yet to come. Believe it. What the way you You are finished. And you yourself, you say it. I'm finished. If you lose an opportunity, God can give you a better opportunity. Because he's framing you. He's making you. He's forming you. And your tomorrow is more glorious. He said the glory of the latter house is greater than the former. Why do you want to forfeit that glory for today? Be committed. Be committed to the decisions you make. Be committed. You're a church member. Be committed. The glory is bigger tomorrow. Be committed to your life. That business, you look at it. You look at it and you're like, Charlie, the journey is far. Sometimes I go to the site. Yes, I went to the site and we were mentioning things. We have to do this, this amount, this amount. I look at it and I say, ah, I don't mind your building straight, be straight building, roof it like this, and we are gone. That is how challenges can make you change your mind. When you look at the animosity of the challenge, you're like, I'm a member of baby now. You must be ambitious. David looks at Goliath and says, I will bring you down. Where are those Christians today? Say, I will bring you down. He knew what he was talking about. He had his God. He went to King Saul. King Saul said, oh my son, are you sure? King Saul loved him so much and was feeling for him. He said, okay, let me give you my armor. He said, oh, this one is too big. This is not the type I used to fight this kind of people. Take it. I will bring the man down. And surely, surely, Goliath came down. Where are those kind of Christians? We have so many young people, they start business. Small challenge, they stop. At least I'm a businessman. I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I don't want to be that kind of pastor that I have only one stream of salary. Then when I go and buy a car, I buy a house. Two or three of you gather and say, Hey, now say they're past the DSC Kapao. 
No, I want to have more tea stream of income. Because where there is love and there is no money, hatred can easily sneak in. Are you here? You can love somebody, but when money doesn't come for a long time, the love can be affected. That is how come people can be coming to church. Uh, they are expecting America, 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 America. It doesn't come. You don't see them again. Take a decision and be committed. The reason we are here today is because we committed ourselves to a small vision as part of a bigger vision. We committed. When we're under a mango tree, we committed. When we're in the classroom, we committed. When we came here and we're in the walls, we, we, we committed. We did things, we committed. We did air condition, we committed. We bought the land, we committed. We built them, we committed. We are going somewhere. The same way, when you commit to that small vision, that small desire, that small business, and you really commit to it by developing yourself, by doing all that you can to put yourself in a shape to fit the assignment, you will get there. Can I hear a big amen? I want to stop, but I have one more page to talk about. To be ambitious is to take hold of your blessings tomorrow. That's the meaning of ambition. Be ambitious. No man is rich enough to buy the past. But everyone determined enough can buy the future. There's a book Dr. Tabel wrote, Buy the Future. You cannot buy your past because it's fixed. It has happened. It can never be revised. You can't. But when you are determined, you can buy your future. After 40 days of power, after 40 days of power, I want you to rise up and buy your future. And buy your future. We will see whether you are buying your future or you are trying to buy your past in the next few years. We have not gone anywhere. We will see it. Rise up and buy the future. Pay the price. Commit to it. The more you look back, the less you can take what is in your tomorrow. Are you here? Your best picture in life is yet to be taken. I repeat that. Your best picture in life. We are yet to see your picture. Jude, your picture with your new house. We are yet to see your picture with your new car. We are yet to see your picture amongst white people, speaking to white people. We are yet to see your future behind the pulpit, preaching and blessing people. We are yet to see your picture on a big podium, doing a program as a musician, and the whole world is listening. That's a bigger picture. Blessed, we are yet to see your picture of entering palaces, president's offices, Working on people. Francis, we are here to see that picture. There's a picture of you that is not yet taken. If you stop developing yourself, it will never be taken. That picture where your company will end that contract for the nation. <laughs> that picture. That picture. It shall be taken in Jesus' name. The good old days were never the were never the best. Stop saying that. The good old days. Then they are sitting down on beer and they are smiling. Charlie, the good old days, Charlie. Good. They are never the best. The good new days are tomorrow, and the better days are your tomorrow. Yeah. Push it.
drive it. Press on. Because God will give you the strength. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It's better to die in a godly pursuit than to live in an ungodly pursuit. So Paul says that for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Your greatest songs are yet to be sung. They've sung some songs for you. They were great. But it's not, oh, Pastor, I'm the first person in my mother's house to graduate from the university. They sang a song for you. But your best song is yet to be sung. David, you killed a bear and took a lamb from his mouth. A song was sung for you. <laughs> but that song cannot be compared to the songs that the whole Israel, the women were singing for you. Saul has killed his thousands and David has killed his ten thousand. I declare upon your life, receive the grace, the zeal, the passion, the power to press on unto glory. Give the Lord a clap offering somebody. When you dwell on your past at the expense of your future, you will be stagnant in life. Yes. You'll be stagnant. Let the past be. You can never revise it. Pick the lessons and move. Pick up the lessons and move. Ecclesiastes 7.10 Ambado Gezebakataya Ecclesiastes 7.10 Say not thou Give me a nicer version. Let me. I don't want to spend have two more minutes to wrap it. Never ask, oh, why were things so much better in the old days? I told you, the good old days, dump it today. Don't let it come out of your mouth again. Dump it. Not knowing it was in the Bible. When I was preparing, I got it. I said, hey. So, you see, sometimes we don't quote the scripture, but we are under the influence. He said, Never ask, oh, why were things so much better in the old days? It's not an intelligent question. <laughs> Mercy on everybody who has asked that thing before. Oh, before COVID, Charlie, before COVID, you know. Mercy on me too. Me too. I, I said it in the meeting. Oh, before COVID, Charlie, the church, Charlie, where? So now I've seen it. It's not an intelligent question. Who has asked that question before? Be, be free, be free, be free. Uh, me, I've said it, I said it. So I've realized that I was asking a foolish question. You know, the Bible is trying to make it nice. It doesn't want to say it is a foolish question. You say, well, it is not an intelligent question. It is teaching us how to talk. Yeah. Don't say in the, in the good old days before COVID, Charlie, the business, at least every day, class, some 15,000 there we saw. After COVID, 2,000 class, Charlie, believe in God. No, in the midst of scarcity, that is when we see the power of God. Hallelujah. Don't waste your today regretting yesterday instead of making a memory of your tomorrow. Regret is a dangerous thing. I was listening to Dr. Tabel one day and they were asking, we're asking him questions. And somebody asked him that. Um, how did you react? How will you react to the mistakes you made? He said, I will not react to them. They were okay. They were part of the story. I learned from my mistakes. Never regret your mistakes. Learn from it and don't repeat them. Regret has the power to provoke depression on you. Are you here with me? Yes. Regret has the power to keep you at one place because you will be afraid. Regret imparts into you the spirit to repeat your mistake. But when you look at your mistake, thank God in all things and learn that at least the mistake did not kill you but taught you a lesson 
for your tomorrow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I feel like the whole church, I, I feel like repeating the whole, the whole teaching in the main service. What do you think? Yeah, I want us to pray, so you don't, don't trick me. Your past cannot change, but you can change your tomorrow. Your past can't paint your destiny permanently. It can't. I want you to close your eyes. Put your hand on your heart. In 20 seconds, ask the Lord for the spirit to make good choices and the spirit to be committed to them. Not just choices, but good choices in his will and be committed to them. Keep your eyes on your tomorrow's picture and not your yesterday's mistakes. Father, we come before you. I present everybody in person and online before you. And I pray, oh God, that the spirit, the spirit that came upon Peter, James, Andrew, and John, and Cole, they rose up from their past and began to pursue their tomorrow by following you. I pray that as we are called followers of Christ, we are rising up from our past to make decisions and commit to these decisions in order to see that glorious tomorrow that will be revealed in us. We give you all the praise and we give you all the majestic honor. In Jesus' precious name we have prayed. And everybody shall shout a big amen. A big amen. amen. Give the Lord a good clap offering. God richly bless The message you just listened to is from ICGC Karis Temple. To connect with us, you can like our page on Facebook at ICGC Karis Temple or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ICGC Karis. We would like to hear of how God is blessing you through this podcast. To support this podcast, please click on the profile button and click on support. Thank you and God richly bless you.